you will die in your sins. So they said to them, said to him, who are you? As if all of his miracles and all of his teachings and everything that he's been doing, they still don't get it. <laughs> What's up everybody, this is Josh for Practical Theism. Today, I wanted to go over the daily reading for them in the New Testament. This is in the Gospel of John verses, or chapter eight, verses 21 to 30. And in these passages, Jesus is actually making a very radical claim about his identification with God. Now, not just his identification with God, but the claim that he is God, but in a very Jewish context. Um, so we're going to go through this kind of a few of these verses because there's some really interesting things to pull out. Again, this is John chapter 8, verse 21 to 30. The first thing that we want to take a look at is the forecast to the resurrection. Um, he's uh, Jesus is alluding to what later Paul would classify and categorize as this slavish mindset, being a slave to sin or a slave to the spirit. Um, so we'll kind of dive right in. You have Jesus, he's talking to the Pharisees, and he says this. He says, I'm going away, and you will look for me, but you will die in your sin. Where I'm going, you cannot come. This is really interesting. The Jews, they say, uh, he is not going to kill himself, is he? Because he said, where I'm going, you can't come. So they immediately think he's talking about suicide. Um, why? I don't know, but clearly he's talking, they think he's talking about suicide, but what's really interesting is they totally overlook his statement, but you're going to die in your sin. Like, that's just a small detail that you don't need to worry about. But they don't even, they pass over it, they gloss over it. Um, and it's interesting as they go on, he said to them, you belong to what is below, I belong to what is above. You belong to this world, but I do not belong to this world. Now, you see in Paul's writings this very stark contrast between being a slave to sin versus a slave to the spirit, slave to the old self versus slave to the new self. And that's a very, very Jewish idea. See, in Jewish eschatology, they had two con concepts in their eschatology with respect to um, the worlds. So they were very focused, and they, Judaism concentrates on the focus of the importance of what they would call the olam hazeh, which is this world, the one right now, the one we see, we perceive, that we're all a part of. Um, but there was all, also in eschatology this, this focus of this future point of the olam chaba, which is the world to come. So we're seeing this kind of play itself out in very star stark contrast from a, a Jewish perspective. So I belong to what is above. And this is also pointing us to where we ultimately belong in our goal as Christians, as unified with Christ. So we're gonna get more on that in a bit, but our goal is ultimately get to above, if you think of it that way. And again, this is echoed throughout all of Paul's writings. When he talks about being a slave to sin versus a slave to the spirit. Um, the next thing that we want to take into account is when Jesus' identification, echoing back to Exodus 3.14 of the great I am. And he says this, uh, that, so I belong to what is above. You belong to this world, but I do not belong to this world. That is why I told you, you will die in your sin. Again, you will die in your sin because you do not, you belong to this world. You don't belong to the world that's above. Again, transpose it with Paul, with the baptism, we're baptized into Christ and we're, we're putting on the new man. There's a new creation that is made, this new creation that is a slave to the spirit. The spirit of God is now indwelling in us which ultimately makes us participants in the divine nature, which is the other world. Um, and so he goes on, he says, that is why I told you you would die in your sins. For if you do not believe that I am 
you will die in your sins. So they said to them, said to him, who are you? As if all of his miracles and all of his teachings and everything that he's been doing, they still don't get it. <laughs> uh, so they said to him, who are you? Jesus said to them, what I told you from the beginning, I have much to say about you in condemnation, but the one who sent me is true. And what I heard from him, I tell the world, they did not realize that he was speaking to them. They didn't realize that he was speaking to them of the father. So Jesus said to them, when you lift up the son of man, then, then you will realize that I am and that I do nothing on my own, but I only say what the father taught me. When you lift up the Son of Man, then you will realize that I am. Again, foreshadowing to the resurrection or to the uh, crucifixion of Christ. When they raise him up on the cross, then they will realize that he is who he says he is. But this identification with I am, this is really, really important. And sometimes we lose this because we don't fully understand the Old Testament scriptures. We don't fully understand the Jewish context. But any first century Jew would have seen this identification. And I think that's very clear why John kind of wrote it this way. Think of it this way. We all have nicknames in life, right? If you think of Harry Potter and you think of Voldemort, the ultimate bad guy, he had this other name that people called him by because they didn't want to call him Voldemort. So they called him he who must not be named. Now, anybody who knows the story of Harry Potter, when someone says he who must not be named, they know exactly who they're talking about. They know they're talking about Voldemort, right? In the same way, you have Han Solo, let's just say, from, um, from Star Wars. And anybody who says Han or says Solo, they know there's only one Han and there's only one Solo. It's Han Solo. So you can use these identifications, these nicknames. Now this gets into something deeper that's it's not just a nickname because it's an identification with who God is by nature. But the analogy is there just in that we identify these names with other people. Um, even through these nicknames. Now, names have power too. If you think about it from the Jewish context, like they signify your glory. They tell where you're from. Um, it's very important uh, to Jews because the name tells the story. So think about this. Adam in Genesis 2.20, God is having Adam name all the creatures in the garden. But if you look at Adam's name, so God institutes that idea of naming things and Adam names things based off what he sees. But even Adam's name comes from an interesting etymology. If you look at Adam and you look at the Jewish um, uh, variation of it, Ha-Adam, it literally is pointing to the beginning of humanity. There's another variation of it too, Adama, which means the ground. And we see that Adam was created from the ground, right? We have that beautiful passage uh, in the Old Testament, you were, uh, you know, you were born from ash, dust and to dust you shall return, right? So Adam was born birthed out of the ground, out of the matter that God created. And that is wrapped up in his name, pointing us to what he is. So we see this identification with I am echoing back to Exodus 3.13, where Jesus, when, or when Moses is talking to God in the burning bush, asking who he is, and he says, I am who am. I'm going to go a little Aquinas here because that's echoing to Aquinas when he talks about uh, who God is in his nature, in his essence. And he says, God is ipsum esse. He is to be. He is the very act of being itself. Who is God? God is who am. God is am. I just am. I just am. I just am here. <laughs> God is 
to be. He is the ground and contingency for life and everything in the created order. So we see this echoing back and when Jesus identifies and says, for if you do not believe that I am, then um, you will die in your sins. So this this very tight-knit focus on belief in God as or Jesus as ipsum esse, he and the Father are one. And we further see this echoed in the la- one of the last verses that we read, where he says, when you lift up the Son of Man, then you will really realize that I am, and that I do nothing on my own, but I only say what the Father taught me. The one who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone, because I always do what is pleasing to him. Um, And this, again, I think points us directly into the goal of humanity, and that is total, full alignment and communion with the divine will. And this is something where we more often than not get in our own way. Uh, We more often than not slip into scapegoating, slip into malice, into greed, into envy, into lust, into pleasure, into all the things that ultimately we lift up as the highest good that pull us away from this full alignment to the divine will. But Jesus is showing us that the communion, the consummation, the marriage feast of divinity and humanity is ultimately the perfected creature. And that was a grace that we were afforded in Adam and Eve prior to the fall. And that is exactly what he came down to bring about through his death, resurrection, and uh, giving his life to us. So ultimate goal of humanity, full alignment with the divine will. And all of these things that he was saying, even though the Pharisees were thick-headed and weren't able to really comprehend a lot of that stuff because of their own pride and a whole host of other things, we do see at the very end a lot of hope here because he, because he spoke this way, many came to believe in him. Many came to believe in him. So anyways, Jesus is God, and that's what the conclusion is here when we're looking at his identification with the great I am in a very, very Jewish context, and ultimately how he's pointing us forward into a different direction. So I hope this was helpful. Definitely hit that like button, pound that subscribe button, like you mean it so you can get more of this awesome content. Ring that little bell so you can get some notifications in your inbox when we're posting new content here. If you have questions, comments, throw them down below so we can start a dialogue but I hope everybody's doing well. Till next time, we'll talk to you then. Thanks.